Welcome to VG Empire, episode 37? Maybe? Uh, this is Brett Elston along with host of this episode. Uh, Dave Rudden. Yes, Maybe. you've cobbled together a Jet Grind Radio tribute episode. Oh, with a ton of help. Just I, a I little help. It's a 50-50 with venture. A little help. With some help from... Scott Butterworth. Yes. Who also loves this game very deeply. I basically just sent song suggestions to Dave. Dave did well, most that's of cool. the, the hard work. And this is... Yeah, so uh, you guys handled this one for me and is sitting on the side uh, just hanging out with a Wolverine shirt on. Oh, what? Hi. Uh, <laughs> hello. <laughs> I love the series. I have to run off and do something, but I want to sit in for a second. You know what I you know what I love? Come on. I love it, Lee. <laughs> what? I, I would like to point out Dave is wearing his Sega Dreamcast shirt to yeah. the recording. I'm inadvertently wearing a Sonic shirt. I See, don't know <laughs> how this happened. We're um, all wearing the worst cliches right now. May as well Except get it. for Scott who's wearing, I'm wearing a, a Clash. Rat. I'm wearing yeah. a Clash t-shirt. <laughs> I didn't plan for this Sort of like, if you think about it in this day and age, not making a choice. Yeah. yeah. You, wore, you wore the thing that's Scott is wearing the one t-shirt you could actually wear out yes. in a bar and not... I, I would love tool. to find a person in this day and age who has a bad thing to say about the Clash. <laughs> I would put their teeth down their throat. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be pretty tough. It'd be pretty, especially now that pretty Dro- Joe Strummer is dead. Oh, he's been dead for quite a while. But I feel like that makes it all the more you know, sick. So the song playing underneath ah, us yeah. right now is uh, "Magical Girl" guitar Vader. by Guitar Vader. Guitar Vader. Tell yeah. me about this song and its placement in the video game Jet Grind Radio. Sister of Chad Vader. Yes, exactly. Uh, See, the thing with most Jet Grind Radio songs and yes. Jet Set Radio Future songs is that the soundtracks in both games are so dynamic, like, mm-hmm. one track will flow into another, mm-hmm. Yeah, and, I mean, aside from the, the title themes and the closing themes and the cut the transitions, themes, Let Mama Sleep, or... Yes, mm-hmm. so many of them are just, yeah, mm-hmm. they're nebulous. They'll appear in mm-hmm. certain stages, there'll mm-hmm. be two or three tracks that appear in Kogane, or, I'm... I'm not even sure if that's the stage name. Uh, but, yeah, the, the various stages, they'll have a couple songs that blend into each other. And that's something that, unfortunately, like, the show can't do justice. Mm-hmm. Is that, right, the visual style. And, yeah, the visual style. Well, also how the songs blend together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that was, like, a yeah, the, thing. The real, I mean, the really the amazing thing about this game is, is not just that, you know, it has these each individual song is amazing. And there are really some really great songs. It, a lot of it is just how well the music works with the game itself. I mean, the way that it, it, it complements the gameplay and the art style especially, um, it just all works together so well. That's what makes it such a memorable soundtrack. If you're, yeah. if you're making a futuristic dystopian, a dystopian future, that it, that, <laughs> that, that, yes. that it, that it yeah, yeah, I'm taking, I'm bowing out. A, a jet uh, That, that it, it didn't go for like, I don't know, like the brooding orchestral post-apocalyptic yeah. soundtrack. It's, it's it, goofy it's, and silly and fun. It's, it's goofy. It, you could say it's very Japanese, but it's it very much... Sounds like the future of music. Yeah. That that even as a, I remember playing it like, man, people aren't ready for this yet. People <laughs> yeah. aren't ready for this music yet, and like that's great. You weren't ready for the situations in the game either. Yeah, so the game came out in two thousand, so it's been about twelve years, and the yeah, music yeah. holds up remarkably well. Like well, yeah. you, you listen to these songs today and be like, yep, this is comparable to things that people are still creating today. I mean, it's you yeah. know sampling music of this wide range of genres and mashing it together under you know a beat of some kind. It's, it's it does. What, it's what Skrillex would make if he never got said. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's still it's still it does actually sound to me like a <clears throat> there's a two thousand to two thousand two sound. Mm-hmm. That I and a night I'd say even ninety nine to two thousand two sound that's the Fat Boy Slim, mm-hmm. Paul Oakenfold ish sampling thing and sure, this is sure. definitely reminiscent oh, yeah. of that. Absolutely. But I actually think that's to its credit because again it's a case of a game soundtrack taking cues from what's happening in music now, yeah. not 
we and doing it well. Yeah, and doing it well. Not just like we need some background music for this game about skating and graffiti. Okay, let's it, shoehorn it. Oh, this is what the kids are listening to. Yeah, it was no. an inspired choice, and it's also as a Hideki Naganuma, who's the composer. Yeah, uh, would go on and do things like Sonic Rush and other games. So it's like it's clear that it's a style that he's just proficient at. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, and you mentioned Naganuma, but one of the cool things about this game again is not only like I was saying earlier that the, you know the the soundtrack complements the gameplay and the art style so well is also that um it's remarkably diverse and one of the things that naganuma did so well was curate a collection of licensed tracks to Mm complement the stuff that he was creating and the track that we came in on was a good example of that it's by this tiny little japanese indie band called guitar vader Mm -hmm. which no one has ever heard of right Uh, they didn't really do much outside of like this game and maybe a handful of others um but Naganuma, the story that I've heard is that he literally just like saw this band in a club and was like, hey, you guys are good. You want to be in this game? Make me some tracks. And, and that's basically what happened. Yeah, and nice. the resulting tracks are like super memorable. Like the song we came in on is actually the song that plays when uh, the second playable character is introduced like yep. during the tutorial section. Uh, when you get, It's Gum. Gum gets come second. Yeah, right? Gum. So when she shows up, that's like her song that plays. And so and it's really goes, recognizable yeah, for anybody just, who's ever fired up this game. I think I still have a Gum pin on my my bag got all those buttons on it yeah yeah, yeah. there's a gum pin on it <laughs> so it's it's cool to see a band like guitar vader show up because japan has an amazing punk rock and indie yeah. rock scene that i feel like a lot of people in america probably aren't super aware of because like why would well, you be yeah. unless you actively seek that kind of stuff out it's not something you would really know about but there yeah. there are you know dozens of amazing bands that i think you know american audiences would love and so scott as the as the musicish dude <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah uh wikipedia tells me that <laughs> naganuma uh mixes japanese techno funk soul and hip-hop elements yes what yeah, you'll, hear, <laughs> you'll hear a lot of that in the, in the stuff that we're going to play i mean guitar vader that was one of the licensed tracks like they were an indie rock band right. like an actual band so mm-hmm. that was the licensed track but a lot of stuff we're going to get into really represents what naganuma does well which are these oh, sort of remixes yeah, yeah like this one that song okay so this is a rob zombie song and it's miserable. It's, it's called Dragula it, Dead and Loving. It only appeared. It only <laughs> appeared in the North American version of this game. Yeah, oh, yeah, it was required back then. Yeah, oh. you have to remember the time period we are. This is a this is a Dragula yeah. Rob Zombie world. God. It was in the uh, the 2000 uh, soundtrack piece of chords. <laughs> but you must include Super Beast or Dragula. <laughs> well, it was a trade off because dude, there was the Godzilla 2000 trailer has Super Beast playing in it, <laughs> and it got me so excited because if there's one thing that song goes well with it's sped up Godzilla footage <laughs> just listen to Super Beast and watch Godzilla trailers it's incredible but it, that was a trade off because the US version of uh, Jet Set Radio which was called yeah, Jet Grind Radio we, we should clarify this real fast just yeah. so people understand what we're talking about in Japan the original game was called Jet Set Radio because yes. of licensing or like trademark stuff it, they had to change the title for the North American release so what was Jet Set Radio in Japan was Jet Grind Radio yes. in the United States but then the sequel was called Jet, Jet Set Radio Future in every territory but the HD re-releases are Jet Set Radio yeah so, they went back to Jet Set Radio so for all oh, intents okay. purposes we're going to call the first game Jet Set Radio and the second game Radio Future yeah. Same, just for Final clarity Final Fantasy broke through they stopped with the American naming convention right the, the numbers Wars. but uh, mm-hmm. yeah when Jet Grind Radio came out in the US they added uh, two levels, I believe, mm-hmm. and in order to accompany those levels, they needed to add new songs, and one of them was uh, Rob Zombie's Zombie right. Dracula. <laughs> I, I remember playing that part in the level and just being like, "All right, yeah. this is out of place." So the bit with the game was that Rob you- Zombie so justly, like so nobly and charitably, donated that song to all of gaming. Yeah, yes. and they all took advantage. Of I'm it. sure it's in a Madden game somewhere. It's <laughs> in Twisted Metal. It's in Jet Moto. It's it's ridiculous <laughs> during that era to have like Can at some point Moto? It, just, it was like yeah. that's enough. No more Dragula. It made that, <laughs> don't quote me on that, but like almost everything first party right, PlayStation right, right. game that came out, like even baseball games, had Dragula in it. It was well when you're doing a drag bad. bunt in baseball. I feel like thing. that actually happens a lot because I think that once it you happened. license the track, it's like oh, let's well, put it in all our games. When Wolf Mother, the Wolf Mother, that yeah. was oh, Wolf Mother. That song, Woman, not a woman. Like it's I really like that song. like in every game for a year. That had a licensed soundtrack. Was that song in Rock Band or Guitar Hero? Either way, it was Eventually, great. Yeah, it was both. in both. And then it was also in MLB, like, 07. I remember right after yeah, hitting is. the Which territorial pissings in, in by Nirvana, I'm playing. <laughs> yeah. Swinging, cracking the bat. To, to <laughs> that, none of that makes sense. 
Uh, but so but the yeah. game, the game itself was like you're on these rollerblades, but cell shaded. Before that was like such a thing. This was one of the games that really pioneered yeah, that yeah, look. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like when I it, when it, it was shown at Tokyo Game look. Show in 1999, everyone was like was amazed by this game, not necessarily because of the premise, but because of the visuals. Yeah, the visuals. Like, sh- sh- shell shade, it cell really, shading. Was, cell that's what I didn't this. understand when that that came out. It's like, well, why does it look like this? Oh, cell shading. Like, well, we all yeah. knew what cell shading was because of Jet Grind Radio. Yeah, still hard to say. We all know what it, but. It, if that was like, wouldn't you have kept it a secret? Yeah. If you pioneered that process, well, like, it's, it's, it's pretty clear when you look at. Oh, you just put black lines on everything. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> a little, a little bit. There's still, there's still shadow. There's still, there yeah, are still yeah. shadows there's present, but it's, it's the hard, the hard borders. Yeah. Yeah. But so the bit was, you would skate around in this totalitarian world and then graffiti things with. Co- yeah, quick time events, more or less. The yeah. band is out of control, and you can only peck away at him by defacing his property. Yeah, but then all the goons come out, and they're high stepping. <laughs> <they're, laughs> we got uh, yeah, Billy Clubs coming after you, and uh, uh, Chief or Sheriff. What is his name? Onimishu. Onimishua. Uh, I can't think of his name. A uh, Bullock, I believe. Yeah. Bullock. God, the sound effects in this game are great too. Yes. <laughs> Honestly, I love the sound effects. That yeah. sound effect See, is my favorite sound effect. What I do know is you can, you can uh, go behind the police captain and spray paint right, back. You, back. you get that little noise. You get bonus points. And then he like stomps around real angry. <laughs> oh, yeah. you kids! Yeah. Because you I get raided on every level. Yes. Yeah, because like rollerblades, graffiti, uh, grinding, and stuff. That was the the whole that's, basic. That's that was extremely two thousand. Like yeah, yeah. Oh, like yeah. that's very much born out of that time. Like extreme sports and Tony Hawk so, and here's but, but, but the nice thing was that it didn't. I don't think it was kowtowing to that same audience. It was like. It was. It, it was, wasn't a me too. It was you know. in, a, in the in the in the best possible compliment. It was the weirdo Japanese interpretation of something that's happening elsewhere. Yeah, yeah. And then like, well, what if we put it through one of our filters? It was. And, like, it was, and out comes Jet Grind Radio. And, and it that's was, what was weird. It was. It was somewhat subversive revolution. It was the whole, the whole message in, in the, the game, game is like <laughs> run away from home, start a gang. It's, it's yeah. the first Listen to music. It's, pirate it's radio. Literally the first time I saw something in in a game there was a disclaimer at the beginning saying. Don't do this. Don't do yeah. this. Yeah, graffiti is a, a story. Graffiti is a crime. I think. I think. I think it's like graffiti is an art, but graffiti in public. Vandalism is a crime. Yeah, yeah, yeah like it's kind of a and, and like everything I do in games is a crime. I don't need to be told this, but because <laughs> yeah. it was so possible, yeah, it's yeah, such yeah, a yeah. obtainable. Thing. Well, let's do some. Uh, the music I just. Really I have quick. to go. I want to say this is. I love Jack, the soundtrack because it's the only uh, game I think in existence that shares a song with the Kids in the Hall Brain Candy soundtrack. I think Dave has chosen to delete that song. Okay, which was also in uh, Lost in Translation. Oh, was? It was. The yes. birthday cake song? Yes. No, it, when they're it. in the cab together. I don't give a flying. Careful now. Careful. Uh, but yeah, let's do three songs and you pick these out, actually. Yes. Well, Jack Ryan Radio, uh, those were chosen in conjunction with Scott. Uh, so we have uh, Let Mom Sleep, which is the uh, title theme song uh i'll know them when i hear them but yeah so i think uh, of the three that we have so we have yeah uh, let mom sleep humming the baseline and everybody jump around which are sort of like the three most recognizable songs yeah, yeah, yeah. that appear like the title screen or the character select or like the very first level i think those are the i think those are the three tracks so anybody who's played this game at all will immediately recognize yeah, yeah, yeah. these yes. which like, is the hope yeah and they're all amazing songs so we'll do those yes do and it and be back this is most disturbing Look at the fuck.
most disturbing. and identify the beats.
This song is Everybody Jump Around. Uh, getting a sample. I don't know if you guys remember the laser time Dr. Mario scat thing. But uh, <laughs> that guy. That's what it's reminding me of. Chris, Chris has left, so otherwise he would be chiming in. He would be in He would be in there with you, yeah. There, yeah, I mean, there, there are a bunch of different samples there. I mean, there's like that James Brown sample right at the beginning. Yeah, the, <laughs> that's, yeah that's what I was going for. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's really, I mean, all three of the tracks that we just listened to are the... Um, uh, uh, created by the composer of the game. Mm-hmm. None of those license checks. Those are all. So it's it's interesting. It gives you an idea of sort of his style, and and it really um, gives you an impression of the sort of overall tone of the game. Yes. Um, that everything is very like kind of upbeat and kind of happy and kind of fun and and almost almost silly. Yeah. And it, and it really um, that energy carries into the the game and the gameplay very yeah. well. Definitely. They're, they're almost like harkening back to like an in a way older time than you know circa 2000 with uh, yeah all the samples that he uses i wish i like there was some kind of database that had all of the audio samples that naganuma collected for these games because especially uh with let mom sleep like that had was that from something that felt like it had to have been from like some kind of 1930s or 40s cartoon yeah, quit playing with that radio lord i'm trying to oh sleep. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, with that line like, yeah. Mo- like what the, the hell is that from with moby play album where it's like all sampled from like really old gospel songs yeah with, with, decades like, old yeah and those are popular enough that of course like that will get out people will find that out but i don't know if the, these soundtracks were popular enough that people actually did the dig the homework to yeah. figure this stuff out because yeah. i yeah i i still to this day had no idea where like half of Nag- naganuma's tracks have old-timey clips in them yeah and i know where zero of them come yeah. from they're layered in so well though they, yes, they, they work are. they work really well one thing that's also neat is how you mentioned draggy that was in the north american one only but also the, the pal version has songs that are only in the pal version so mm-hmm. it's like it's not just like oh here's naganuma's music and here's some licensed music that we just you know, yeah. belched out everywhere. It was kind of handpicked to yeah. like go for that same style, but here's what's happening in your country or yep. region. Like, I don't know, like Dragula probably would not play no, so well. I think well. that's true. I think that was very <laughs> intentional. You're right that there was a lot of um, thought and care that went into the soundtrack. And, and, and it really shows. I mean, just like we were talking about earlier, you yep. know, the diversity of the, the song choices and how well it complements the game. I mean, the, the, the music, I think, was a huge part of really just the expression that contained in this game that it was you know that yep. everything was trying to get across music was a huge part. I mean and it makes sense because the whole premise of the game even the story is about self-expression and freedom and creativity mm-hmm. and inviting players to feel like they're they're a part of that and you know um you know rebel- rebellion through self-expression and artistic creation as as a form of rebellion like all of that ties really especially into you know hip hop and the and the kind of music that you know Naganuma is is creating it's it's all very much coming from that same place that same source of inspiration um and so i think it all sort of ties together beautifully in creating you know what this idea of what the game is really about and it yeah so i mean that the idea that these picking tracks specifically for different territories really fits into that cuz it, mm. it emphasizes just how much care and love went into creating the soundtrack did either of you play the GBA version of Jack Ryan? I, no. I did. Yes. But it, oh, oddly, did. Enough, oddly enough, it came out after even the sequel came out. It didn't come out until 2003, which was after the sequel came yeah. out on yep. Xbox. Yeah, that's true. But like, it's very much in the style of uh, Tony Hawk. The Tony Hawk GBA, like the ISO. Well, it's the same developer. Yes. Uh, and I, which was pretty decent. The, the Tony Hawk. I didn't play the yeah, Jack Ryan I, I think it... I think it actually just took smaller samples of yeah, the like, Jack like thirty seconds or whatever. Yeah, which it, honestly was probably the best way to go. I think the Tony yeah. Hawk games they just use like it was new music. Yeah, it was just um, like which was MIDI. actually also pretty decent. Yeah, like, they did a pretty good job. But Jack Jack Ryan Radio, even in a portable fashion without Jet Grind radio music would just be kind of a sacrilege. Yeah, because again, like, you keep, like we keep hammering home, all of these things work together, and if you start pulling at any one of them. Like, if they put it out, like the HD collection that came out recently, if they yeah. were like, well, here it is, but we had to change the entire soundtrack. Yeah. It's like, well, that's yeah. not... The whole experience would unravel. Which yeah. is why, you know, trying to get Tony Hawk games back out the door with HD remakes, it's like, it's such a tricky prospect, because I'm like, 
the game is awesome. Yeah. The games were great as they were, but yeah. like the the soundtrack to one, two, and three are like the soundtracks to one, two, and three, and yeah. you start picking and choosing which songs are which and which goes where, and it's all just this big grab bag, and yeah. half the bands we couldn't get or whatever. It just starts getting like, well, that's this is not the game I remember not, anymore. It's, it's not yeah. the same thing. It's like we took Jurassic Park, but we lost the John Williams music, so we put in something <laughs> else, and it's like I, it is commendable the job that Sega did when they put together the HD re-releases. Out of a soundtrack of twenty plus songs, they only Close lost. To 30. Yeah, they only lost two tracks. Yeah, and I, I I remember listening to them like shortly after they announced it, and they were like later stages. They weren't like embedded in my brain. Yeah, it wasn't like the essentials. Like the three songs I said, the three songs that we just played, like yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, humming the bass line, the do do like that. That is the yeah. character select. Like if you played this game at all, you heard that song yeah. a million times, and yeah. it is ingrained in your brain it forever. Like it has songs from Jurassic Five. There's a Jurassic Five Cold, song, yeah. Mixmaster Mike. Yeah, like they yeah. picked because I mean Naginuma really knew what he was doing. I think in I don't remember if it was in one of the tracks we just played or one of the tracks that we're going to play, but um, he samples um, the uh, the Amen break, which is like the most famous drum sample of all time. Um, if if you guys aren't familiar with the the Amen or the Amen break, um, just Google that or like look that up on YouTube. There's a great documentary explaining it. It comes from wow. uh, a song called Amen Brother by the Winstons. It was recorded in 1969, and it is the most sampled piece of music of all time. Really, like wow, far and away. Like as soon as you hear it, you will know exactly what it is and how it's been manipulated and reused. And it actually shows up a few times in Naginuma's. Uh, music, which is sort of a, a clue that this dude knew what he was doing. This wow. isn't some guy who was hired on as like, oh, yeah, just uh, turn out whatever. It's fine. We just need some music. Like, he knew what he was doing. That. That's it right there. Oh, yeah. Wow. That. Whoa. Holy crap. That has been sampled over and over and over again by everyone who has ever made electronic music. Wow. That is like the Wilhelm scream of music. Yes, that's exactly right. Yeah, there's and there's a really great sort of mini documentary that someone put together, and credit to that guy. I think it's just some dude who just did it on his own time. Um, there's a really great little documentary on YouTube if you just look wow, up The Almond Break. Nice. It's a really interesting piece of musical history, especially if you're into electronic music. Yeah. Um, and it shows up a lot um, because that's just sort of the style that's, that is em- employed in uh, Jet Set Radio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so let's do a couple more songs. You do a couple more? So this is actually going to bridge Jet Set Radio. Yeah. And Jet and, Set Radio Future. And, and then we'll blend Very into Future. Similar names. It's kind of like Dark Knight versus Dark Knight Rises. you got to get the whole thing in there or you just lose it. Yep. So, uh, so there's a Sweet Soul Brother, which is kind of the celebratory song. It might... It's been a while since I've beaten that game. So forgive <laughs> me. I, it may be the final... like ending song but it's a very celebratory song and you'll hear that obviously actually i think it, and it pops up at other points in the game too yes so you'll probably recognize it and uh rock it on and i think yeah both are you know in the naga yeah i think that they're by the composer we stuck yeah. with mainly stuff that, that he rather than licensed tracks um just because it fit more with the theme of you yes. know the soundtrack of the game you know licensed tracks were great and it was and he did a really good job of picking them but we wanted to stick with the, a lot of the composer yes. stuff since that's really what's unique to Jet Set Radio. And both are very much in his wheelhouse. Lots of kind of old-timey uh, samples. Yeah, you that... really get a great idea of like what his tastes are and what his style is just by listening to the stuff that we picked out. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, he has a very discernible individual identity when it comes to um, his, his style of mashup. Yep. But then we're going to go into Future as the third song, which... Uh, yeah, another Guitar Vader song, uh, Baby T. So, yeah, like they kept a lot of the... A lot of the same artists in uh, Radio 2 Future, though the the overall soundtrack has a kind of a different feel. They're, they incorporated uh, a lot of other artists, and we'll get to that in the, in the next segment. But, yeah, another great classic Guitar Vader song. He's a sweet
Mad at me if I say I hear Puffy Yumi in that? <laughs> no, not really. It's fair. I mean, her voice is very childlike, yeah. um, and it's an interesting contrast because they. So it's uh, two singers, two main singers, and a male vocalist, a female vocalist, and she sounds very childlike, and he has sort of a more like tenor, uh, right. low range voice. So it's an interesting compliment that like a lot of famous rock bands, they're like you know, the Pixies. Look at the Pixies. You know, there's another example of you know, sort of like calming female voice and a really harsh yeah, male yeah. voice you know it's it's a dynamic that has worked well for rock and roll but in this case it's particularly exaggerated because her voice is very childlike well it's like aqua if i may a little bit yeah. <laughs> the barbie um, girl? Bar- well yes in a barbie world come on they have other songs come on but let's, let's be real um uh, well to forgive him for that you should forgive me for uh magical girl i used to think was she's much better now back when i didn't have like, access to a. Uh, well, that's like, like a, the internet. That's a, that's a totally to reasonable song Man, lyrics. There were so in the process of picking out songs for this, I was like looking up a lot of these old songs on YouTube because that was just right, the easiest right, way right. to find them. And so many of like the top voted comments were interpretations of what some of the samples yeah. or lyrics were. Of course, and they were invariably hilarious. Oh, they usually weren't even trying to be mean. They were actually like very believable. It's like yeah. yeah, they are almost sound like they're saying that. I can't. There was one. I can't remember what song it was. It was something about a greasy sock, and I was like, yeah, that sounds exactly right. Yeah, yeah. you're you're spot on. <laughs> Um, yeah, these, these songs are not great for their lyrical content. They are great for like the sort of the feel that you get from them and, and the way that they yeah. carry the game. Yeah. God, those sound effects oh, are yeah. good. So you were saying before we before we move into the future, you wanted to say one more thing about sharing graffiti. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, just sort of in in the break there when while you guys were listening to music, I, I had actually intended to mention that in keeping with the whole idea of creativity and inviting players to sort of participate in this idea of like rebellion through artistic expression. 
the the Dreamcast version actually let you create custom graffiti, yep. upload it, and then download other people's custom made or graffiti art long before even like Xbox Live existed. This was in two thousand that they were yeah, letting yeah. you do that because the, the Dreamcast came with a fifty six modem, modem. In, yeah, and that was one of like was kind of the few games to actually use it. And it to wasn't buy. like a really strenuous use of it, but it was a cool idea. I mean, this was so far before Xbox Live and and mm-hmm. PSN and. Every game started go, doing this sort of go community back from stuff. That, and even the Saturn had the very cobbled together like Sega Net, Sega.net. <laughs> yeah. Super weird. I mean, Sega was way ahead of the game on the online stuff. They just, the technology wasn't quite there to yeah. make it happen. And, well, even in that, well, I mean, then you can go back and like, well, Japan, the Fabicob had a thing where you could check <laughs> stock prices or whatever. But it's like, <laughs> that was Wall Street Kid. Okay, that that's really confused me for a long time. I thought that was, <laughs> thought that was a real time from the floor, man. I was making, making uh, money off of that. The other uh, thing I was going to mention um, was just I, I talked before about you know Japan's uh, music scene, and there are a lot of bands that if you're in, into this kind of stuff at all, you should definitely check out bands like Michelle Gun Elephant or Rosso or Poly Six. Poly Six are really accessible, like kind of electronic music thrown in there. Um, God, who else? Like Envy. There are a lot of great uh, punk and indie bands from Japan that it's totally worth checking out if you're at all interested in any of the stuff you heard. Asian like, Kung Fu Generation. <laughs> I only know from the Full Metal Alchemist soundtrack, and that's about it. <laughs> They're probably great. They're I fine. I, I know that one song. It's called Rewrite, and it's pretty good. Dude, the uh, the, the band that did uh, most of the soundtrack for uh, Cowboy Bebop, the Seatbelts, are oh, actually yeah, yeah. great. Well, they're like they're a real band outside of that show, and they're amazing. I would believe mm-hmm. that. But Future, yes, moving yeah, I on actually to don't know anything about Future. Future. I know that it, it and Sega GT became a pack in yes. for the Xbox, the original Xbox. Uh, just after Sega became software only, yeah, and yeah. had that weird like scattering of like. Their properties, like, okay, Nintendo, Monkey Ball's going here, yes. and what else went to Nintendo? Uh, like, Sonic primarily went to yep. Nintendo, whereas, like, eventually everything went to PS2. But uh, <laughs> there's that point where, like, Panzer Dragoon, Jack Ryan Radio, Jet Set Radio went to Xbox. Yep. Panzer Dragoon went to Xbox. Shenmue, too. Shenmue as well. Like, there was this weird scattering of, of, of brands, and then they yeah. all kind of ended up fixating on... PS2 more or less. Yes. But yeah, the Xbox for a while was Sega's destination for the mature titles. Yes. <laughs> uh, Mike just fell off its stand. A little bit. Toe Jam and Earl, uh, notwithstanding. Oh, yeah. That too. That was maybe less mature than the rest, but yeah. Or, I, or more. Ah, <laughs> I don't know. But In a Ren and Stimpy kind of way. Jet Set yeah. Radio Future is kind of a an odd game because it's not really a sequel it's almost a retelling of the original jet set radio with, so it's an evil with, dead 2 yes yes it's like uh, <laughs> Kinda, yeah, with, yeah with minor minor flourishes it's the same cast more or less there's a couple added characters here and there's a couple characters that aren't uh that don't return but yeah it's telling the same story of you know uh teenage kids in japan versus an evil corporation and police and, and also rival gangs who may or may not be working with that evil corporation right yes. of course so there is uh you know naganuma still has a heavy contribution to the soundtrack yeah, but a lot of the soundtrack changed for, for the next game yeah i yeah. mean similar artists and actually remixes of some of the older songs but a handful of new songs as well yes. quite a few new songs yeah and i i uh i mean i i don't know this for sure but it, it like naganuma's contribution is still very substantial but there are a lot of tracks from other artists, in particular uh, the uh, the Latch Brothers, which is a kind of a side venture from uh, one of the Beastie Boys, and then I think there was another artist, BD Two Thousand. I want to say was the that BS Two Thousand. BS Two Thousand. Uh, BD Joe is from Crazy Taxi, which also <laughs> went to which which also went to Xbox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, it yeah. did. Crazy Taxi Three. Yes, High Roller. God, that offspring song. <laughs> that's like that's Crazy Taxi forever. Yep. Yes. I wonder yeah. if even they appreciate that at this point. See, I was gonna say you could do a Crazy Taxi episode, but it would just be that one song. It'd just be that song. It'd be just, just that yeah, song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, they, they had bad religion. They had that one bad religion song too. Ten twenty ten. I remember yeah, yeah. listening. To. Uh, the point is, Crazy Taxi is really good. Yes, <laughs> it is. Yes. It is. Uh, um, but yeah. So there were, I mean, we, you, I would encourage you to seek out the Latch Brothers tracks on their own because they're not, you know, uh, they are a, they are a big part of the soundtrack, but it's still very Naganuma focused, and uh, you know, the songs have a little bit of a faster tempo. They're not quite as a uh, friendly, I want to say, as the Jet Set Radio, the original Jet Ryan Radio right. soundtrack. It's still a really great soundtrack, and I have, I mean. Besides the uh, like the dozens of hours I put into playing it when it came out on, on the original Xbox, I had a uh, a sampler CD 
that I got for pre-ordering that game nice. at GameStop way back when. And uh, so that, yeah, that was a, that was that 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 CD was a mix half Nagnuma, half Latch Brothers, huh. uh, which kind of reflected the game in and of itself. Kind of this old, you know, friendly, but you know, taking a little bit of a harder edge, right? Sample friendly soundtrack from Nagunuma, and then this kind of hip hop take from the Latch Brothers. Interesting, and only two years apart, really. From the yeah. Dreamcast one. Yeah, correct. Yeah, so Dreamcast was 2000, and then Jesuit Radio Future was 2002 on the Xbox. Yeah, very yeah. very quick turnaround there. Yeah. So, it still uh, felt like a long time to me. So we'll go into two songs? Yep. Yes. So there's a Concept of Love, which is the title theme. Hmm. And, uh, yeah, very, again, Naganuma-esque soundtrack. Very, lots of samples and, uh, like, a little bit grittier. You can hear it with... Uh, yeah, with the open I wonder if that was done for the benefit of Western audiences since it was on a, a, That's what I'm wondering. a Microsoft just, the way platform. The way you're describing it, it sounds like they just try to grid it up for... But yeah. I don't think that they... But even if that was their idea, I don't think that they betrayed the spirit of right. the game. No, like, they, they did, did it in a way that was still true to the, the franchise. It oh, wasn't yeah. a totally, like, crass, like, well, we have to do this. Right, you know? so put Dragula... Yeah. Oh, we already did. Yeah. Uh, that was a little crass. No, but they did, <laughs> they did stick to a lot of the tenets of the first... Uh, Jet yeah, Grind, Grind Radio, Radio yeah. Uh, like, they had Guitar Vader back. Uh, they had uh, Chibo Mato. I probably completely butchered that the name of that band. But, yeah, they, they, they contributed Birthday Cake, which is in various movies and, and, and whatnot. We've talked about that before. But, yeah, yeah. yeah like, they still kind of stuck to those principles. You know, they obviously Xboxed it up. And little bit. made it a little bit crazy. Well, you, you folks can judge for yourself with these, these yeah, yeah. two upcoming tracks. It's uh, we have con- yeah, so concept of love and also funky dealer. Yes.
Take the don'ts. He's coming out again for a new point. Get your bets down, ladies and gentlemen. Four fours to point, mark four. Ace, two, scrap, 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 mark four. Ace, two, ace, ace, two, scrap, scrap, mark four. Scrap, mark four. Who wants the, wants the hard four? Five, wants four. Check me out, y'all. Nine a winner. Got a hot hand. Place your bets, ladies and gentlemen. That bass, yeah, yeah. it's <laughs> like slap, like the Seinfeld slap bass. That's, but it's so heavy, it's oh. crazy. It's odd saying that, that that it's gritty when that sample was obviously like some kind of old timey horse racing guy. <laughs> that that I could have been. been. Concept of Love really reminded me of like Tekken Three era yes. music, like really similar stuff. Which I was that's about the right time frame, yeah. Well, Tekken Three was ninety eight, so oh, was that? yeah. So by two thousand two, they were in Tekken Four. Area because tag was in between them. There was a yep. whole episode about Tekken games on VG Empire. <laughs> uh, I forgot what number it was, like 21, somewhere around. They there. can search the there's, site. There's a Tekken episode, it's great. Tekken is great stuff, yeah. Uh, but no, those songs are incredible, yeah. And uh, maybe it's something that I'm like reading into a little bit with Jet Set Ready Future, but the, the samples and just a lot of the music in general is a little bit more mature. So, like, Concept of Love, there's this old-timey sample talking about free love was too tame for him, and uh, Birthday Cake, uh, like, there's a there's an F-bomb, like, you know, 15 seconds into it, <laughs> and uh, there's one Latch Brothers song where they're talking about cracking an egg uh, compared to, well, I, I can't really talk about it, but very great. This is a PG-13 podcast. Yes, it, it, yeah, like, a lot of those songs are... They kind of subvert, like, the old material. Like, birthday right. cake is about making a birthday cake for your mother-in-law, but it's still kind of graphic and, right. and, and profane. And, like, I don't know if that was because this is the Xbox. This is a Western console. We have to make this game a little bit edgier. But, uh, you know, I don't think it was any worse for it. No. Yeah. And no, I think, I think still, it may have been still an, seems to fit it. And it may have been sort of a, a natural growth. I mean, they may have thought, like, well, it's the sequel. You know, maybe we're going to take this in a slightly different direction. Because yeah. the first game is, like, you know, bright pastel colors yeah. and really, like, up-tempo, like, bright, happy music. And, like, and despite, you know, the themes of, like, you know, rebellion and so yeah. much of it just feels really inviting and inclusive and fun and goofy. And so yeah. maybe they decided to maybe step step away in a different direction yeah. for the second game. And it wasn't – maybe it was inspired by the move to a Western console. Yeah. But regardless, I mean, it, it feels like a natural growth. It doesn't feel like like, yeah. like we said before. It doesn't feel like a betrayal of the. And that reminds me original. of like when I looked at the artwork when we were playing that because the album art comes up, um, and these albums are on iTunes, correct? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, the original and Jet Set Radio Future, they both have. Uh, they're they're not the complete soundtracks. They're they you know they're very Naganuma focused, uh, but they do give you a very good sense of the game because those are yeah. really the heart of both games. And there's yeah. some, I mean, some of, some of my favorite songs actually weren't even able to include on this podcast. So go listen to this stuff. Like, it's great. Like, really, really yeah, great yeah. soundtrack. It's one of those games where, like, yeah, if 
I would play everything, but that's not the point of the show, and also uh, that doesn't let you discover anything. So. Yeah, yeah, which is part of the fun. I mean, yeah. And also, like if you if you're if you like the soundtrack, you will probably like the game. Honestly, like yeah. the HD re release was great. Like yes. I've played it. They update the camera, which was the, really the only serious problem with the previous with the original game. Yeah, I do mm-hmm. remember a problem it's, with that. It's great. But like, that remind me when I looked console, go, when I looked at the album game. art. Like one, obviously, the, even in the in game graphics and graphic design level design is all really pretty but then even the 2d static art is really well done yeah it's very distinct and then i remember like that's probably one of the first well just watching the timeline freak out <laughs> wrap this up uh it's one of the first times i remember like uh, as a as a teenager like young adult actually feeling like a game was cool oh yeah because like it's a game i didn't feel like you know golden i got cool it was okay to play like there were people in high school who normally didn't play games but like no denying GoldenEye is super fun. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Like Smash Brothers blew up, obviously. Street Fighter blew up, obviously. But uh, Check Ride Radio is one of those games where people would come over and you'd be like, they might have heard about the Dreamcast because it was on TV or NFL 2K was on the news because it looks just like a real football <laughs> game or whatever. Right. Um, but then you would see people playing. It's like, here's cool people with like these headphones and rollerblades. And before that was too kind of goofy. And doing graffiti with all these modern songs and the sampling this music doesn't sound like game music it sounds like real music made by musicians like which you know i think all that music is legitimate music but yeah yeah eh, the whole point of the show just down the toilet but uh you know i mean great thing to, that to the like... to the outside observer here's a real game with real music by mm-hmm. real musicians whereas i'd be like well this was always it's, real it's great that this was done for a video game because I mean, it's not yeah, like yeah, oh yeah. it wasn't like a tony hawk game where they just like got a bunch of yeah. outside tracks and, and granted those those soundtracks are great they did yeah, a great yeah, job picking yeah. songs like a lot of the music like the reason we picked a lot of stuff that, for this show is because it was created for the game yeah and it is very much video game music and would not exist without the game yeah, yeah. Um, but like you said the soundtracks are out on iTunes, iTunes yeah. and the game has an HD remake uh, which on, is both of them correct it, uh, it's just the first game it's just yeah. Check Ryan uh, but Radio. the uh, yeah Just Set Radio Future is backwards compatible on the Xbox 360 and it is super easy to find because it was packed in with uh, uh, Sega GT for a while so yeah, there are uh, copies yeah. floating around yeah, out there. You, yeah, if you're interested, you won't so yeah, have go any... go download Jet Grind or Jet Set Radio, the HD update because that's available on XBLA and PSN like right and now. Vita. Just and and Vita, yeah, just yes. go freaking just download it. Why not? And if you like that enough, then yeah, it's not that hard to track down a copy of Future. Then you can just get a backwards <laughs> yeah. compatible. You know, it was a pack in. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> there are a lot of those just yeah. floating around out yeah. there. Lots to deal with no achievements or trophies, but beyond yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm sure the original is like the best place to start anyway. Oh, yeah. In totally. my mind, yeah. I, I have a much deeper love for the original, but I think it's probably because I started on that one. It's like, right. you know, whenever you get into a band, like the album that you yeah. love most is inevitably the first album that you bought, right, you know? of course, of course. So that's yeah. probably, probably that same sort of nostalgia influencing my decision I mean, there, yeah, but, like uh, a lot of the changes that they made for Future in some ways made it more uh, acceptable to a mainstream audience. Like some of the mechanics, like the when you do graffiti in Jet, Jet Set Radio Future... There's no, it's not like a quick time thing. It's like you just skate by it and you do the graffiti. But that was part of the charm of the original was that, like, if you wanted to get the highest score, you would have to do these uninterrupted graffiti streaks. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah the, before, the before QTEs became what they are, yeah. it was like, it felt like, well, I'm doing a circular motion, so I have to rotate this stick in a yes, circle. Exactly. And it's like, okay, yeah, well, like, that's yeah, fine. Your character in game was like moving his arm yeah, in that yeah. sort of same so way. So I was fine and, with that. Yeah, it, it felt like a very logical way to handle. Graffiti art in a game, yeah, and and it, yeah, it was like it was like a little puzzle segment, and it was you could choose when to initiate. It was the thing. So it was it was yeah. there was a strategic aspect to it, yeah, because yeah. you can't get caught. Yeah, well, yeah, if, oh yeah. If we were all like rollerblading youngsters, I just said youngsters. If we were all like rollerblader World men. graffiti guys, we would have to plan out our graffiti. We couldn't just be like, let's go spray that wall. We would have to go like, no, well, the cops won't get us if we go up there, right? Dressed so, in bright green outfits oh, yeah. and hot pink. Uh, Rollerblades, yeah, and, and our magnetically yes. powered rocket skates that, yes. that shoot sparks out when we grind on rails. That is yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, the, the way the trick system. Well, I don't know. We probably didn't talk too much about the game, but it's cool the way the trick system is handled. It kind of just does tricks where you each yes. character has their unique uh, roster of tricks. That, yeah. You know, so it's not really about. It's not. It's not an extreme sports game. It's almost more of a puzzle game because you're not. You're not controlling the tricks that you do like you would in a Tony Hawk game. Yeah. It's part of the fun and it's cool to watch, but really, it's more about you know figuring out how to get up to certain places yeah. and tag or figuring out how to not be harassed by the cops and get beat up while you're trying to tag a specific spot so yeah puzzle aspect uh so taking us out is uh, grace and glory which 
is the uh, the final boss theme from I, I I know it's the final boss in Jet Set Radio Future. It might be for both. I, I think it's one of the few songs that Naganuma sort of remixed. Yeah, I think the, I think the one we're gonna hear is the remix version from Future. Yes, and it's uh it it's kind of a departure from just about every track. There there's not samples. It's not very hip hop esque. It's very doom and gloom, which is uh, kind of a departure from you know the bright sunny songs that but have just goes to show samples. exactly how diverse these soundtracks really are. Yes. <laughs> so uh, thank you guys for putting it together. Absolutely. Thank you. And uh, VGMPAR.com is the website. And uh, comments as always help me get through the day. <laughs> uh, yeah. Download on iTunes. We have new server uh, stuff with. Uh, cheap popcast thanks to Chris and Laser Time so the download should be faster mm-hmm. um, check new episodes of that wrestling themed podcast once a month yes once a month awesome and Scott anything to suggest pimp um, promote follow my freelance career now that my magazine doesn't exist yes. anymore Yay. look for freelance articles <laughs> uh, yeah well again thanks for listening and uh, we'll probably take a break now because we're into the holidays but we'll be back in January with uh cool stuff we've got some cool episodes planned thanks you guys again of course and we'll see you later